This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And welcome back to a, well, special strain of Reset today. That's because for 420, we are talking about all things cannabis. Now, earlier in the show, we talked about the state's recreational cannabis industry, who the major players are, and social equity. We also dug into cannabis culture and cuisine with James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and chef Manny Mendoza, winner of the Netflix competition Cooked with Cannabis. Now, let's turn to a professional for tips on finding the right cannabis products for you. Lorena Cupcake, a.k.a. Cupcake, is author of the Ask a Bud Tender column on Weed Maps. They were named Best Bud Tender by the Chicago Reader in 2019. Cupcake, good to have you on. Happy 420. Happy to be here. Happy 420 to you, too. Now, it's been two years, right, since, since cannabis became legal here in Illinois. How are things going from your perspective? We've really seen the industry open up in the amount of people who are able to take part, um, folks who were perhaps a little bit nervous about trying it before, who are now really excited to have their first experiences. Yeah. So you're, you're seeing more options or better options on the market? There's definitely been an expansion in the options um, and different types of product categories. Some of that is just because the industry is getting older. Folks will compare us to a market like California, which has maybe a decade on us for um, innovation and learning how to develop these products. So we're now starting to catch up. Yeah. Well, walk us through the experience. What happens when you go to a dispensary in Chicago? These days with the pandemic, a lot of folks are starting their purchase online. Most dispensaries offer a menu where you can browse, look through, and place an order for pre-order. Or you can walk in and a bud tender will assist you with that same process. Bud tender, explain that. So bud tender is slang for an employee who, kind of like a a bartender at a bar who's helping you select a drink and figure out the cocktail and and explaining the flavors in each one, the bud tender is going to help you figure out um, not just the difference between strains, but also uh, formulas, dosages, everything you need to go know to use that product. All right, so let's dig into that then, the nitty-gritty, right? Tell us about the different strains of cannabis and also how they may affect you. So uh, all cannabis, sativa, it it has cannabinoids and terpenes, which are organic compounds that are going to affect your final experience. It's, you know, all going to get you intoxicated in some way, you know, relax the body. Um, But depending on those different components, that's going to be the difference between a, you know, super sour diesel, which is going to, you know, invigorate you, energize you. For some people, it might make them anxious or paranoid versus like a real skunky Kush Indica that's going to relax you, unwind you, and and help you take a load off at the end of your day. Okay. All right. So is it true that most cannabis strains are hybrids now? That's completely true. And there's a lot of folks who are trying to find more accurate ways to classify versus the old sativa hybrid or indica. A lot of times they're talking about the terpene profile um, that is going into in there as well as ratios of different cannabinoids um, and just explaining more accurately, you know, the genetics and the lineage and the breeding between each strain because you can get... um, you can get lemon haze on the West Coast, and it's going to be completely different from that lemon haze you got on the East Coast 20 mm. years ago. They may not have anything uh, similar genetically. I see. So tell us a little bit about the difference between CBD and THC. 
So those are the two uh, predominant cannabinoids in cannabis. You're going to find more THC in the type of marijuana that you find for sale in a dispensary, and you're going to find more CBD in the industrial hemp that's used for making rope, or nowadays is also producing um, lots of different CBD oils and gummies that are not regulated underneath the same uh, government programs that are regulating the sale of recreational cannabis. Um, they have completely different governance, and so therefore um, we have a lot more oversight uh, yeah. when it comes to actual canna- cannabis products. Those are going to have psychoactive effects. They're going to have intoxicating effects. They're going to get you high, whereas CBD, um, it's going to relax you and it's going to change you know, your mindset and the way your body feels, but we do not consider it intoxicating. So help us understand, do you recommend CBD for some people? And and THC for others? I would say that most folks are going to respond okay to CBD if we're talking about, you know, a a product that has good provenance and is trusted. Um, It's very unlikely that they're going to have a negative side effect. And there's even some children who are using CBD to control things like seizures that are not controllable in any other way. When it comes to THC, because that's intoxicating, it's not going to be a good fit for everyone. Some folks are just not in the right mindset. They may have a history of addiction. You know, they might just not like it. Um, So I do think that CBD is probably applicable to more people than THC, which um, if you know that you like it, you probably know that you like it. (laughs) So what about Delta 8, and how does that fit into all of this? What is it, first of all? So that is basically, um, they took all this hemp and CBD and raw material that they um, is not governed underneath the legal cannabis programs. And they're saying, well, what can we make out of it? How can we make a profit? And basically what they're doing is they're synthesizing something that's very similar to THC, but it's just a little bit off. Um, it's In my mind, it's kind of similar to some other synthetic cannabinoids that we've seen flood the market. Okay. Um, with, you know, things that folks are buying at gas stations and maybe not having great experiences with. Um, definitely folks in public health have noted the rise of these use of types of products. Um, the thing that makes me a little nervous about them, like I said, there is not government oversight. Mm-hmm. The FDA is not looking into these things. Um, for when it comes to something that you're inhaling that's very concentrated and is going right into your lungs, it does make me nervous that there's nobody looking to see if there's heavy metals or other contaminants in those products. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are speaking with Cupcake, cannabis professional and author of the Ask a Bud Tender column on Weed Maps. Now, what should people look for when choosing a cannabis product? Is it focusing on the label? Is that important? I think that, you know, picking a format is going to be the biggest decision that you make. Um, You know, some things come in a very plain uh, package, and some things come in really glorious gold foil packaging. Um, But I think that picking some... you might want to go for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. everybody wants to splurge every once in a while. But I think that um, folks are different, looking for different effects. So if somebody is, you know, looking to be relaxed and high all day while they're having an activity, you know, maybe edible is good for them. But if somebody's a newbie and they don't know how THC has affected them, maybe an edible that's going to last for hours isn't the best. And can you tell whether a product is strong or weak? Yes, there's going to be potency uh, percentages listed on every um, for a flat, like for type of flower, it's going to say what percentage of that flower is pure THC. So if it says it's 25% THC, that means one quarter of that bud is pure THC. Um, and when it comes to edibles, it's required that they're all dosed out, measured, labeled, um, and you can find lots of guides online about like what's a good dose for a newbie, what's a good dose for someone with heavier tolerance. I see, and, and prices... Do those vary by by strain? 
Well, it's going to vary a lot by uh, just kind of quality and prestige. You know, in like any other interest industry, we're looking at those good, better, best products. Yeah. We're looking at value products, and we're also looking at high-end products that are there for the connoisseur. What are the affordable options? Um, a, a lot of folks are in Illinois right now are looking at shake or popcorn. So that's not those big, beautiful nugs that um, that you might be used to. That's the smaller pieces that uh, traditionally kind of filter down to the bottom of the barrel. They like they literally shake off of the other nugs, and so it's more finely ground. Um, it can have a little bit less cannabinoid and terpene content because. Um, as terpenes, they're volatile organic compounds. So if you have something that's ground up and sitting out for a while, some of those are going to evaporate off. Um, so I wouldn't call it like a high-end product, but people love that they don't have to do a lot of processing. They love that they're saving some money. And if it's going in a joint anyway, a lot of people say, I actually prefer the shake. I see. More acronyms for you. CBG versus CBD. Uh, so cannabigerol versus cannabidiol. CBG, I usually tell people that um, it is the one most co commonly associated with relieving the pressure in the interocular nerve um, uh, to help people with glaucoma. A lot of us, our first experience hearing about medical cannabis was because of glaucoma patients, and CBG is particularly um, the cannabinoid that helps out with that. It's also really helpful when it comes to inflammation in the gastrointestinal system. So folks with Crohn's and other similar disorders, they tend to look for CBG in their products. What are some of the most common questions that you get about cannabis? I mean, you're just packed with knowledge. I mean, I'm just so impressed with how much you know here, but what, what, did, what did people ask you the most? A lot of times folks ask me how to avoid something specific. I, you know, I just... Uh, Published. Like a feeling? Yes. A lot of people say, uh, what can I smoke that's not going to make me paranoid, that's not going to make me anxious. Um, and for them, I usually talk about how CBD, when taken in conjunction with THC, is shown to reduce some of that anxiety, this, the racing heartbeat, the spiraling thoughts that some people get from high doses of THC. You're also going to um, maybe avoid what we call racy sativa, something that makes your heart race. Mm -hmm. Limonene um, is really energizing, and it, it, can get, it can help folks who have depression and fatigue and can really help them up, but it can also put you in a kind of a paranoid and anxious state. So looking for something that's a little bit more relaxing, skunky, funky, foresty, those strains are probably a better option than something that smells like lemon candy. Skunky, funky, foresty. Got it. Um, you know, I've heard horror stories of, of folks panicking when they get stoned for the first time on, on weed, and it can be easy for people to overdo it. So give us some tips for first-timers. Yes, well, low and slow is the rule. Um, you know, you can always take more, but you can't take less. Uh, with something like a vape pen where you can pick it up, puff it, and then put it down, uh, I recommend those to, sometimes to people who truly do not know what a good level for them is, where if you're looking at something like a joint that stays lit, there feels there's a little a bit of mental pressure, maybe I should just finish the whole thing. That might not be the best for your first uh, time. Same thing with edibles. You're going to want to take a teeny tiny amount, wait two hours, take a little bit more so you can really gauge um, where you are versus just eating the whole thing, or worse, waiting five minutes saying, oh, this didn't work, and taking more, and then kind of getting hit with it all at once. Yeah. Well, for folks listening, what do you want them to know about cannabis and the different products available today? 
Um, one thing that, you know, I think there's something out there for everybody um, who is interested in using cannabis and has a good reaction for cannabis. Um, I do want to say that it's not for everybody. I think sometimes folks, you know, see me being a big ag advocate um, and talking about cannabis and destigmatizing, and they assume that, like, there's something wrong with them if they're just not into it. And I just mm -hmm. don't think it's a great fit for everybody, like any other sort of medication or treatment. But uh, for those of so for those people where it is a good fit, I would really also urge them to say that you're lucky. You're lucky that there's this incredible medicine that you are one of the people whose body it jives with and has good reactions from it. Yeah. So don't let anybody make you feel guilty. Don't internalize that stigma and, um, you know, just allow yourself that pleasure, that relief, and uh, just really embrace it. Your favorite products these days? Oh, I really love some chili verde concentrate that I've been dabbing. It's a nice hybrid that I got in California. And, and before I let you go, how are you going to be celebrating 420? Okay. I'm going to be stopping in with some of the dispensaries I work with, uh, taking a photo, saying hi to the folks, and grabbing some products, and uh, later this evening, probably getting high. <laughs> That's Lorena Cupcake, cannabis professional and author of the Ask a Butt Tender column on Weed Maps. Cupcake, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.